You are listening to A Journey in American English. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new week and a brand new episode. In today's episode, Chris and I want to talk about something slightly controversial, which is politics. So Biden has been in office for about a year now, and some people are happy, some people are not happy. And I would like to say that it's somewhat of a mixed bag with respect to his presidency and how people feel. So in today's episode, Chris and I are going to talk about that. He is definitely very passionate about this topic, and I am sort of a passive listener. So please enjoy, and without further ado, let's begin. Welcome back. Welcome back, and oh boy, we got one today. Yeah, so it's the... So we made it through the beginning of the year. Um, I, I, I do a lot of work from home, so I don't really see my coworkers. And I went to the office on Monday and I saw the secretary and she's like, happy new year. I was like, well, it's, you know, it's like the, the 19th. So can you really still say happy new year? She's like, yeah, you can still say it. And so coworkers, even if I haven't seen them, if I haven't seen them since the beginning of the year, we still say happy new year, even though it's three weeks later. But I feel like it's too late for that now. But you know, I, I'm going to assume you did this on purpose. Uh, this ties in together. Uh, we we're talking about uh, sitcoms recently. Oh, there was really? an episode of Seinfeld about that. Where someone said, "Oh, I got a Happy New Year's in in February. Is that is that weird? Like I got one in March <laughs> once. Like I got one in April. Like yeah. when do people stop? Like when does it stop becoming okay? I, like I a think... whole episode on that." I didn't actually I didn't know that. I think for a lot of people, the the rule is, is is if you haven't seen the person since the beginning of the year, then it counts as a happy new year. So you can say happy new year. But uh, no. So but we have to talk about the weather before we get to that. Um, <laughs> the weather here is pretty dreary, I would say. So a word that you don't use very often. But um it's been raining and we had snow. We had snow. I was I was talking to my Japanese friend and I told her it snowed and she was super excited. I was like, yeah, but it's gone now. <laughs> so, you know, easy come, easy go. And uh, yeah. For us, um, I can't remember. If it, time is hard. It's getting hard to keep track of. But a couple of weeks ago, I know it was absolutely freezing and there was snow and then for a while we were having like 45 to 50 degree days then it got cold and snowed again for a day and now it's back up in the 40s and all melting so oh wow 40 degrees fahrenheit or celsius yeah fahrenheit we were having some extreme uh extreme cold winter stuff a lot of the country was and now it seemed to mostly taper off oh well yeah, yeah, the weather is what the weather is. Um, hopefully, it'll it'll be spring soon, in a couple of weeks. Not in a not in a couple of weeks, but <laughs> a couple months. It, uh, more or less two months from today, as we record on the twenty second of January. Is that with the groundhog? Is that like uh, no, no? Oh, I always I always mess up the groundhog thing. We go by equinoxes and solstices. That's all that matters. Oh. The yeah, planets what... and the sun, the universe. <laughs> I like the groundhog. The the, the if the 
if the groundhog sees its shadow, then it'll be winter for four more weeks. And if not, then it's spring. Isn't that the whole? That that I think it is something. I think it's six, but I think that is the tradition. And it's a and it's a good movie, Groundhog Day, with what's his name? Yes, it's Tom also Hanks? horrifying. Uh, no, it's uh Oh, it's super horrifying, but it's a really good movie. Oh my god, um, am I seriously forgetting this person? Was we'll starting Ghostbusters, Bill Murray. Oh, Bill oh Murray. wow. Oh, that is it was Bill scary. Murray? Oh, is that onset I th- I th- dementia? I thought it. I thought I said. I said Tom Hanks. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, look the same. Guy. <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't mean to do that. But no, that's that's the the biweekly weather report. Uh, <laughs> also, we, we got a very nice email from Nicole. So, who's been diligently listening to a lot of our episodes and gave us very positive feedback. So, I really appreciate that. Uh, it's very motivating because Chris and I work. I don't. I, I guess I want to say very hard, but uh, we work moderately. Moderately, <laughs> but we really enjoy doing the podcast. We do, so, and and honestly, um, this isn't the first creative thing I've done before, and <clears throat> I don't think you understand it if you've never done it before. You can go months and months and months putting stuff out, and you'll not hear a word. You'll see views <laughs> and likes and whatever, but that first time, like you might get a comment a month, and that comment will carry you for that month. It's just nice to yeah. hear that somebody is actually watching, and watches enough of it that they have a real opinion. Yeah, just yeah. nice to see. <laughs> yeah, so thanks so much for sending the email. I really appreciated it. Um, if anyone else wants to send us an email, I'll put the link in the the podcast description but yes and And, uh uh nicole i know you're also in the discord um i'm the admin dr nonsense in our discord so feel free to reach out yeah and uh if you want to check out the because nicole and i did um an interview together last year so that was one of the one of my favorite episodes so yeah so go check that out too um but yeah enough said so today this topic is what is it well we're we're done uh playing safe i guess we're we're talking (laughs) about biden uh oh no no uh and and i'm here to make everyone mad so i i so i didn't my grandfather told me two things when i was a kid he said uh you should never talk about politics or religion and for the longest time, I felt like that was really good advice because whenever you would talk to someone about politics or religion, you would see them get very heated. So I just avoided those topics, but I feel like the best way to see eye to eye is being diplomatic. So I think we should talk about those things, but in a very polite and civil way. But you seem yes. to have, a, but you seem to have a very strong opinion. I, on the other hand, have a very. I have many waxed. very strong opinions. <laughs> I do, but not on politics. I'm not a very political person. But you, you uh, go on. You, you start. So, uh, first of all, um, I, I am a very politically opinionated person. Mm-hmm. That being said, politics doesn't affect me very directly. I'm not in any sort of minority group. I'm not in any sort of historically victimized group. Um, the reason I say that is because I've often heard, you know, especially in this day and age when people say, um, oh, I'm not political just means they have the convenience of not needing to care because their life will still be okay either way. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I definitely could be one of those people, but I just, um, I guess I pay too much attention and I get very angry. I get that. I, I think, yeah, I think people like, I guess it's kind of a cowardice thing. I'll admit, cause I, I just said it, which is I'm not too political, but I feel like it's one of the areas in life where you're forced to care because well it's a little different for you you're not even in the country i mean uh, that's not true i feel like you have an excuse uh i think everything and this sounds a bit i guess conceited maybe but like the u.s is super important on a global spectrum so everything the u.s does affects other countries so whatever happens in the u.s you know kind of goes into other parts of the world so it's not like it happens in a vacuum um like when Trump got elected four or sorry, six years ago, wasn't 2016? Yeah, the um, end of 2016. Yeah. Everyone was like, why? And suddenly I, I it was like the it was the number one question people were asking me for like two months. And I probably had like you know, the I had to answer that question probably like 20 or 30 times. So, or just anything the US does, people are like, why? And I'm usually the only American they know. So like, hey, well, why are they doing this? Like, I, I don't know. I'm not an ambassador. <laughs> yeah. So, but no. So. So I think if we're going to talk about this, we should go. We should go back. Um, I think we need to go back pre-Biden presidency. Washington. <laughs> yeah. But, we uh, want to talk. I think the best place to start discussing this is the election. Uh, Not even which, just the election, but the primary. Which one for Trump or for Biden? For Biden. Um, yeah, okay. So a similar Biden was considered the safe option, but nobody was excited. There were all there were a good amount of exciting um candidates coming forward mm-hmm. um that have kind of since become less popular, but at the time they were really exciting. So there's Andrew Yang. Um, oh yeah, I who, remember him. Yeah, he wasn't really a politician. He more came from the business world. He was, I think, he was an economist. He was looking at things um, purely from, well, not purely from a numbers game, but he looked at things from like a, a purely money-based standpoint, and said, "Wait a minute, we could be nicer to people and pay them a universal basic income of, mm. I think it was, what was it, a thousand dollars a month? Yeah, I think something so. like that. Thousand dollars a month." And we would actually, it would be economically positive to the country as a whole. It would stimulate the economy. Things would flow better, um, all sorts of things. So I think a lot of, I I can't remember exactly what. I know people have, I guess he said some stuff that people have not loved since then. But he was considered a pretty popular uh, candidate as a Democrat for a while. I I think probably part of the reason he didn't quite get there is he was youngish. where we only elect dinosaurs here and um he didn't really have any political experience and then you had um tulsi gabbard that was that was a whole thing there was a lot of accusations of google uh, intentionally burying her in search results and then she became a little weird so that that didn't pan out and then the big one of course uh bernie sanders um i know a lot of people Around the world, no Bernie. People love Bernie. Feel the burn. People also really hate Bernie. <laughs> oh man, I wanted to feel the burn so bad. <laughs> I wanted so bad. 
Yeah, that was uh, that was a super popular slogan with like you know feel the burn. I mean, I think people are very tired or were, but you know still are. But <clears throat> talking historically speaking, we're very tired of the status quo, and they were mm-hmm. willing to flip from one extreme to the next. So people like Bernie and Biden, I guess, were very popular choices, and Hillary too. But Hillary, no, no nobody <laughs> likes Hillary. I mean, she's probably the most unlikable American politician on the left. You really think so? Yes. Hmm. Yes. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of any politician. They that... ran the only person against Trump that could possibly lose against him. Really? Because similar to what I was going to talk about with Bernie, where the the um, establishment uh, Democratic Party were like, no, we have way too many interests monetarily to let you in like you're gonna like tear everything down and make us like not millionaires and billionaires being in politics which is crazy right i guess maybe i'm a bit i guess naive when it comes to stuff like that so it and this is like it probably happened last Uh election it 100 percent happened in the 2016 election there were dnc emails that leaked talking about like oh we need to make sure bernie doesn't win and we need to like work against him yeah, but I think they're all just too old. I know that sounds really bad, and that's a very... No, no, I, I agree. I agree. You're right. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like an ageist position, so saying like, oh, the, you're, they're too old, so they shouldn't be in office. But for like, I think for most countries, for any position, you have to be a certain age. I think for a president, it's 35, mm-hmm. and you have to have lived in... You have to be a native... <clears throat> sorry. You have to be a native-born American citizen... You have to be at least 35 and you have to reside, have to have resided within the U.S. for at least, I think, 15 years, I believe. I think those are the, those are only, the only requirements, really. There aren't that many. But like there's no upper limit for age. And I feel like, you know, like the retirement age is what is it like 65, 67, something like 60, that? 60, 65. Yeah, maybe. I feel like I feel I feel like that should be the same for politicians. I feel like, you know, they should have like at 70, you can't be a politician anymore. Because at some point, you're just so old that you're out of touch with the current generation. And I feel like that's that's what I feel like with Biden. Um, oh, 100%. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people voted for Biden in the hopes that something would happen to him and Camilla would take over. And I she's, heard, she's worse. I know she's worse. I think she's she's like kind of like in sheep's clothing, so to speak. And <clears throat> But I don't know. And, and I remember... I remember a lot of people like, oh, she's like, as like the first um, black woman that could possibly be president. The black you know, Asian because, woman. She's the first black yeah, Asian and woman. A, and a lot of people are like, she is responsible for a lot of law enforcement policy changes in this country that have negatively affected minorities. Yeah. And I didn't know that. I didn't know any. I knew that after the fact, but like, that's not something people talk about. I remember the inauguration and I was watching it here in German or in Germany, in German and in English too. And I think they said like, oh, she's the first, every other sentence was either she's the first woman or the first black woman or first Asian woman. And that's all, that's all they said. That's all they said about her. And I was like, they didn't say anything about like her policies or history or her plans. It was just, you know, like identity politics. And I think that's one of the things that played into the last year's election or the 2020 election actually was like identity politics um maybe and it's it's honestly getting exhausting like oh super 
like I, and I'm happy, you know, I like seeing a mix of different people from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. but that can't be the only reason, especially if they've done like awful things. Like, yeah, definitely. That was it was the same thing within the 2016 election where Hillary ran. So I think she was the first woman to seriously run for president uh, for the presidency, as far as I'm aware. Um, you had Sarah Palin, but she was vice president. She wasn't yeah. she wasn't running for presidency. And people are like, well, you should vote for, you know, Hillary because she's a woman, if you're a woman. And then with the, with Obama, it was like, well, if you're black, then you should vote for Obama. And this was kind of the same, too, although she wasn't going to be president. She was going to be vice president, but still. Well, it, it's already happened. Kamala has been acting president. Um, I think. Uh, Didn't he have an whenever- operation? Yes, whenever a president is put in any sort of situation where they're going to be unconscious or their life is going to be in danger, um, the chain of command moves. Like, everyone gets bumped up for however many hours, and there's document signings and everything. She was acting president for, like, 12 hours or something. Uh, no, I think that rule comes from, like, the 60s. I believe that, I, I don't remember the circumstances, but that rule hasn't been around for, for that long, actually. But I knew that Biden was getting surgery. The number four is? Yeah. Like, no, the whole, like, um, transferring power, like, yeah. uh, temporarily. So, because... president, vice president, and then do you know the next two? Uh, oh, I feel like I'm in high school again. Um, what is it? The the Speaker of the House? Isn't the Speaker yep, of the House? that's three. Yeah. And then number four is Speaker of the Senate. I have no idea. It's the, the, uh, the pro tem. I don't know what that is. So, the pro tem, and this... It's definitely a weirder one. I think it's more of an honorary position. I can't remember if it's Senate or Congress, but it's the oldest member is the pro tem. Oh. And they're neck and they're fourth in line. I didn't know that, but it's never gonna get that far. Um, uh, probably not. No, definitely not. Did you this is a weird tangent, but did you ever read any Tom Clancy books? No, I played the video games. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I never read the books though. So but, there was an older Tom Clancy book where uh, I can't remember. I people listening, some people listening, to this probably read because the character in this book was like a long running character in his stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I skipped a couple books, so it was confusing at first. But the uh, the main character's friend, I guess, ended up running for president and convinced him to uh, be a member of his cabinet or be vice president or something like that. And the president and, like, a bunch of people went to, like, the Capitol uh, to do a speech or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, a bomb went off and killed them all. Oh, and wow. somehow he got bumped all the way up to president. He's like, oh, no, I am not a politician. What am I going to do? <clears throat> I think that's the basis of, like, a lot of movies, though, where the president or the vice president, you know, gets injured or killed and then someone else becomes president. Mm-hmm. Um the thing I love the most is when they have kids become president. Uh, do you know the, um, what's the show called? Recess? Uh, I knew of it, but I never really watched it. Oh, uh, there was an episode where this one kid just wants to have a normal life. So he goes to like this normal school and actually he's, he's, uh, he's going to be president soon, but the kid's like 15, which means like he can't be president of anything, <laughs> but it's so absurd. The whole I think pre- being president is super popular within like uh, like Americana, like American movies, songs, mm-hmm. um, all that. 
But don't well, get like we're, we're raised to want the best, and on paper, that's like as high as you can go. Yeah, I used to think that. I used to think like being president was like the equivalent of like being king of the world when I was a kid. But then you realize like how little their power is, and how like how a lot of their power is really just soft power, and they're not super rich. Like a lot of the policies are made by the companies in the U.S. You know, that's that's like the lobbyists who work for like all these like th- these huge, you know, firms and companies and whatnot. They are the movers and shakers of the country, but not the president. I mean, yeah. that's just, that's the way a lot of people see it. And then every time, and if the president does try to make a big move, a lot of times it can get blocked in several ways. For example, Biden was trying to push through the vaccine mandate uh-huh. um, through OSHA. And oh, yeah. our heavily conservative leaning Supreme Court was like, no. Yeah. Cannot, OSHA cannot require that. Yeah, they're trying to push through a vaccine mandate here, too. Uh, I mean, like, for all intents and purposes, there is a vaccine mandate here, but um, that's just because if, you don't, you're, if you're not vaccinated, well, you can't really do anything in yeah, public life. Yeah, it's not life. like that at all here. The, yeah. the, for those that don't know, the, vac- the vaccine mandate was going to be um, any employer that has 100 or more employees, um, employees must either be vaccinated fully or sub, uh, submit weekly negative tests. It's so much work. Yeah, so just get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, coming back to like, to Biden. So I feel like he was the ultimate expression of the lesser of two evils, at least on yes. paper, at least on paper for a lot of people. And <clears throat> that's definitely the way I saw him too. So... So I did I vote, not enjoy voting for him at all. I voted for him. I didn't enjoy it at all. But I was like, well, anything, as long as it's not Trump, you know, that's, yeah. just, that's really the way I felt. And I guess history will show if that was an appropriate decision to make. But at the moment, it felt like it was the, the best one I personally could make. Right. So I and felt, I certainly don't regret it. No, I don't. And it was the very first time I'd ever voted my entire life. So I was super proud. I was super proud and, you know, really proud to be American and, you know, really gung ho, you know, doing something for, you know, for your country and all that, all that fun stuff. But after the dust kind of settled on, you know, on all the hoorah, I was like, well, what have we done? (laughs) You know, like, and it, and I felt like Trump was really being a bad sportsman in the way that he talked and treated uh, a talk to and treated uh, Biden during the whole campaign, you know, like calling him names and saying he was slow and saying he was sleepy Joe and all this. And I was like, yeah. and you know, a lot of that stuff was true. And it was, yeah, it was true. Like <laughs> Biden should not have been running for president. Like no, he's way too old. No, he's definitely way too old. And they're both way too old. Of course they are. They're, they're both way too old. They should go and enjoy their, their life golfing somewhere. But, don't and, worry trump still would have either way yeah that's true at his he golfed uh, a lot yeah yeah that's definitely true and i was like wow like i was reading like a lot of the reports and watching a lot of the videos and everything that trump said about at least biden's behavior was i guess the way he said it wasn't the most professional but you know what he said wasn't wasn't factually incorrect so i was like wow and i'm just i can't he doesn't really have any charisma like his former boss did. So o- Obama was 
for all intents and purposes, I would say he was one of the most charismatic presidents we've ever had. Yes, he was definitely the cool president. I don't I don't want to say anything about his policies or say that he was necessarily a good president. That's a different that's a different topic, but I think he's Obama is definitely up there with Kennedy with like, you know, like being cool and, you know, really in touch yeah. with like the generation. Fun fact, he was con- he's considered to be one of the first social media presidents because he was I think the very first president that started his campaign on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. back in like 2000 oh, and, you know, in the dark ages in like 2005 or something or 2004. I can't remember. No, it wasn't. That wasn't. Oh, when did he get elected? Just 2008. In 2008. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. I, was struck, I was struggling there for a second. Yeah. And he started his campaign on Twitter. And uh, that was like the very first because his campaign team was like, you know, Mr. Obama, if you want to get elected, you should like the social media thing is really starting to take off with MySpace, if anyone remembers that, um, and Twitter and Facebook. So you should really like, you know, go online and try and reach voters. And he was massively successful, you know, but that's a, that's a story for another another time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I did want to circle back to something before I forget you said a while ago sure, about sure. how politicians shouldn't be that old mm-hmm. um, in general. And this is the vibe um, I think a lot of people in our generation have for elderly politicians. There's only three reasons to stay in politics at that age. You stay in it for the power, you stay in it for the money, or you stay in it because you legitimately think you're providing a service and that's something you want to do. I think there's a very, 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 very small percentage of people who fall into the ladder. That's like your Bernie Sanders. I was going to say that. I was going to say, I was going to say Bernie at least believes he falls into that category. Um, I, I think he does. And he doesn't exactly like, he's not exactly extremely wealthy or anything like that. Like he has money, but he does. He's not like, he's not like Nancy Pelosi. Who's like, yeah, my husband is like an executive and at some place that deals in stocks and just oh. happens to always make the right choices at the right time. That's crazy. Yeah. I saw that. I saw she was being criticized for something online, yeah. but I, and I to... like people, people like her and Mitch McConnell, like they're not, <clears throat> they're not in politics to serve the people. They're there because it's very convenient for them. Yeah, that that's the problem. Is I really have a hard time getting behind political parties because there are always like ulterior motives involved. So they always have like they put their own interests before others. So it's really hard to be part of a team when you know that the, the captain is somewhere else. You know what I mean? So it's always like the lesser of two evils at the end of the day. I mean, what's evil for you is good for another person. But, you know, I think that's yeah. the only decision you can really make is is lesser of two evils. Um, well, even if it's even if they're not being malicious, I also again, I would trust Bernie on this, but that'd be it. Putting people in office that old when we're dealing with things like climate change and pandemics and wealth inequality and all these things that are going to take a long time to fix. I don't want people in politics who are going to die before they're fixed. Like they're not going to affect them. They have no motivation to get them fixed. They're going to die in five to 10 years and they're not going to notice a difference. What? Yeah, that's true. Another thing I have a huge problem with is the fact that people are president for such a short amount of time. So at best, it's four years. And at, at worst, at worst, it's four years. And at best, it's eight years. Thank you. But 
I was talking to my boss the other day and he was like, well, the Biden, well, Biden is in office and he's rolling back or is trying to, I don't know how accurate the statement is, but trying to roll back policies that Trump implemented implemented. And I was like, but that's what they always do. You know, when, yeah, that's general procedure. Yeah. When, when Obama got into office, he undid what, <laughs> what Bush did. And when Trump got into office, he, un- he tried to undo what Obama did. And when Biden got into office, he tried to undo what, what Trump did. And it's always, I, I feel like at least with the presidency, it's always two steps forward and one step back. And like, no matter how intrinsically good the policies are, there's always going to be, be some politician who's going to come along and say like, nope, like I can do it better or that policy is just terrible. And for me, it's like, well, why even bother? You know, it's just, it's just running around in circles at, at that point, which is so infuriating. Like Obamacare, for example, I don't know how good that was. I didn't profit from it because I was, I was, I'm in Germany, but people are like, Oh, that's so good. And I love Obamacare. And because of that, I have healthcare and it's affordable. And then Trump was, re- you know, really try really pushing the train and really trying to, you know, push through his own policy. And I was like, why? Like, you know, but yeah, I mean, it I, wasn't, I know why. it wasn't great, but it was, it was a step. I, th- it was I, th- a step. I think, you know, with Americans, it's the, it's trying to like the herd sheep or herd, herd cats, basically, you know, that, that's what I feel like <laughs> is Americans can never really agree on anything um, on a large scale. And, and so, like, a lot of these policies are just very fractured, which is why, like, the U.S. has, like, a thousand different laws, depending on where you live. <laughs> yes, and some conflicting ones, and some yeah. really not okay ones. No, no, it's definitely not. Like, the age of consent is a, is a good one, because, yep. so, for those who don't know, the age of consent is the age at which you are allowed to consent <clears throat> to, like, you know, sexual intercourse, basically. And depending on where you are, uh, you know, it could be either higher or lower. Like there's no it's either 16 or 18, depending on where you are. Yeah, it's super confusing. (laughs) But But to be fair, and that's not a good thing, but it's not just a blanket 16. Like well, well, that's in places it's in places it's 16, it's like it's 16 and your partner can't be more than like two years older than you or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like 21. That would be crazy though, but yeah, it's like 21. I don't, but I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole because we'll, ne- we'll never be done. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's one of the reasons I have that I'm so against a lot of like the policies in the US because they're so fractured or um, th- I guess they're used as pretext. So to like to justify like their, their like to their own means or to enrich themselves, I feel like. Um, yeah, I do think there is a lot of value in it, though. Um in, in a way, you know, we've talked about this before. The states mm-hmm. are all almost individual countries in a lot of the way they operate. So for the longest time, you know, marijuana was the devil, right? Yeah. And then a small handful of states, I think the most famous being Colorado, legalized it. Like, oh, let's see what happens. I bet there's going to be people like crashing cars and killing people. And like, nothing happened. They just made a lot of money. The, and th- a lot of people moved there. I think Colorado was for like the longest time the Netherlands of the U.S., <laughs> because that's where you would get your your um your marijuana but fun fact because you said like a lot of the country or a lot of the states are kind of like countries in the u.s when i was when i was younger i really thought that that was the case i thought that it wasn't like 50 states i thought it was like 50 countries so like each 
and I was like five or six. And I thought like each state was its own country and we had deals with all of them. <laughs> and and I had only been to seven states. So I thought that like only seven states like within the US used the dollar and spoke English and all the other states like used something different. And then I asked my dad, well, like, well, if we go to like Washington, like how are they gonna understand us? And he's like, like, don't be stupid. Like <laughs> it's the same country, like they speak English. But I, how like old the, were you? I was like five or six, and I believed that for like. Okay, that's not that bad. Yeah, I believed that probably until I was like eight or nine. I really thought like the other states were like were real countries, and we were just visiting like you know we were going abroad, like you would go to like France, or, like Spain. Um, it's one of my funniest memories. My my dad made made fun of me pretty hard <laughs> because of that. <clears throat> but like a lot of the states in the U.S. are very autonomous, which. I mean, I guess for better or for worse, I guess it's a good thing. But I guess for the presidency, it's really not. Because like I've watched a lot of documentaries and you really feel bad for people because they feel like once the president gets into office, you know, this is like the the famous quote, this is where the buck stops. You know, do you know that quote? Yeah. And Biden has said it. Yeah. So like this is where the this is where the where the buck stops is. Uh, is a famous quote from, I have to Google this because I forgot where it is. It's from uh, Harry S. Truman. Isn't it from Truman? I think he's the one who said it. Yeah, it is. It's from Truman. So basically, like the, this is where the buck stops or the buck stops here is a very famous phrase and basically means that you're not going to pass off blame to another party. You're going to deal with the problem. And a lot of people, I feel like when they elect the president, they feel like the president is somehow personally involved in their lives or is personally invested in their well-being. You know, the perfect example being coal miners. Uh, I, I don't know if Trump has ever seriously actually been to a coal region or really hammered out deals, but he was super popular among the coal miners, you know, during, during the whole presidency and during the campaign. Because they really feel, uh, they, uh, sorry, they really felt, <laughs> they really felt that he was somehow, you know, personally invested in their well-being. And so he was super popular. And I feel it's what like a lot of people think is this president is going to personally change my life, which mm. like it can't be true. Because I mean, they're like 300 and what, 50 million Americans, 360 million Americans. And, and it's only one president. It, it just can't work. So, well. and. I'll tell you this, Trump has more directly impacted my life than Biden has. Oh, that's definitely true, for better or for worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I had checks sent to my mailbox. I had his signatures. Oh, his that's signature. right. Yeah. Biden was supposed to do that. He never did. I got through. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe I got he this. did send another one, but it was supposed to be like another like 1,200. And mm-hmm. then he sent out like 400. Like, no, it was like, I meant 1,200 total. Yeah. And everyone's I... like, no, you didn't. That's true. I mean, that in that case, yeah, Trump has positively impacted my life through the stimulus package. That helped out a lot. I'll, I'll, also, I'll give him the... He also botched the pandemic response, and that affected my life, too. So, Yeah, that, that's definitely true. Um, I, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't really like Trump uh, from, I guess, I didn't find it to be very professional. But for a lot of people, I felt like that would, I think they felt like that was a breath of fresh air basically he tells it like it is yeah that was a super famous phrase as he tells it like it is so uh he or he says what he means 
make America great again, or he tells it like it is. I think those were the the three phrases that were used the most while he was in, in office. And you know, sometimes it was for the better. So for example, there was a, I think it was in the recent debates, they were talking about foreign influences and military and our military. And he, I, it might've been with Biden. He interrupts him like, oh, you think we're so nice? We're not so nice. And I'm like, yeah, we're not so nice. I think more people need to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I mean, I did feel like in some interviews that Trump was like being super blunt or he was super upfront. Now I'll give him that, that he was super, he was super transparent about his goals, but I didn't like his goals. So I think one of the biggest goals he had was banning people from Muslim majority countries from entering the U S that was like his, you know, his goal. I don't even think that was like a big goal for him. Like it was a goal though. He would have done it if he could have, but also I think it just won him huge points with his base. And that, that's that's his main goal. Yeah. Winning winning is goal number one. Everything else just a means to that end. Yeah, and he and he followed through. You know, that was the first thing he did when he got into power, into office, was to ban people from Muslim countries. Unfortunately, like, I'm completely against that. But, I mean, he, he's, he did what he said he was going to do, and everyone was super shocked. And it's like, well, you know, he said it. But and I've been getting like a lot of questions from like my friends, and my coworkers, asking if Trump is going to run in two years. And I was like, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's, he's going to run. I mean, whether he wins is a different story. But I, I want to say I didn't read the article, but I think I saw something the other day, like with more and more because, you know, his administration is still constantly being investigated because there was a lot of shady stuff going on. Oh, are they really? I didn't know that. Some people, I think I saw somewhere saying he would have to run and win to avoid going to prison at this point, perhaps. Oh, wow. Which, no, how, messed, how messed up of a, of, a, of a situation is that? Yeah, I didn't know that. But it, I think it doesn't really matter all that much because I definitely don't want Biden to run again. At no, all? Biden needs to retire, and <laughs> and Kamala needs to be primaried. Like, please, yeah, please, <clears throat> please. But no. Uh, and the the problem that we're running into, mm-hmm. and the Democratic Party is the best in the world at this. They self sabotage. They're amazing at it. So Biden has like some free free huge things he can do to like win the country over right he can Mm -hmm. uh student loans for one he was talking about that before he got elected and then now like someone asked him at a press conference recently about it and he just left like he ended the press conference early so that's bad uh everyone hates that uh people are blaming him for gas and fuel prices going up there there are these obnoxious stickers Mm-hmm. You can find all over gas pumps in the country. People just put on them. It's what are they? a picture of Biden pointing at like the diesel price saying, I did that. Really? Because, you know, one man is responsible for the economy of the whole world and fuel prices. I, oh, I, I just Googled it because I cheated because we don't have that here. But yeah. That's yeah. The- <laughs> every time I go and get gas, I see it. Really? Yes. Yeah. I, I think... I think people forget that it's never just one person. You know, it's never, it's not, at the end of the day, it's not a dictatorship. And even in a dictatorship, you have people working together. 
So it's never just one person. It's always, it's always a collection of people who are collectively at fault. But it's so much easier and it's so much more comfortable just to blame one person and just say, like, you know, he did this. And it's like, well, I mean, yes and no. It's not that simple. I mean, he was the person who, who put pen to paper and signed off on it. But it's not like it was all his own making. Right, but it's, it's supply chains too. Like he yeah. can't fix the global supply chain. He's like he's one guy. Everything is hard to get everywhere right now. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely even here. Like it's really hard. Like my wife and I've been trying to buy a washing machine. <laughs> it's yeah. nearly it's nearly impossible because they're all sold out. Like and they're and they're not really producing that much. So it's really um, it's all like kind of on demand. Like you can't go in the store and get a lot of stuff. So if you want it. You have to order it online and then it'll be made in the factory for you as opposed to having them on site. But that's actually kind of cool. I mean, yeah, it is kind of cool, but it's also a pain because if I want to look at the goods before I buy them, I can't. Hey, if I could contact like a graphics card manufacturer right now and say, hey, will you please build me a graphics card and send it to me in a month? That'd be the dream right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, you've been working on that real hard for the past... I think as long as I've known you, actually. Um, I think they say second half of this year, things are supposed to be better. I think that's a running... But I think GPU manufacturers are like, well, I guess this is what they cost now because this is what people are willing to pay for them. So MSRP is going up, up, up. Yeah, I think that's been a running running gag. I always ask and you always say no. So I mean, one day you'll you'll buy it and you'll you'll bite the bullet. Um, I keep thinking, I I work fairly close to to a Best Buy uh and I'm like, I just need to stop by every day after work. Like, I live in Montana. Like, tech isn't huge here. I have a solid chance, and I had a couple friends that pulled this off. Just walk in there every day, and you might see one. Buy it. Don't think about it. Buy it. Because I remember before the shortage happened, I was, like, comparing different models. Like, oh, this has this many ports, and this has this many ports. This Mm -hmm. one has this kind of cooling. No, we don't have that luxury anymore. You buy you just see and you buy you take what you got you know why we don't have it i mean uh silicon shortages no supply chain issues no it's biden (laughs) way to bring it back (laughs) it's biden biden did that (laughs) i'll just you know i'll I'll take one of those stickers i'll go to best buy and i'll see the the 3080 (laughs) shelf empty and i'll just put a sticker there and i'll put a sticker every time i go i need i need social proof you have to take a picture (laughs) oh no please don't make me follow through no, no, I like I said, I try I take it with a grain of salt. I mean, I mean, the 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 leader of the free world, as we like to call them, uh, the president is not completely inept. So they're I mean, they definitely do have their their part to play and they do have their fair share of guilt and responsibility. But it's completely foolish to believe that one person is ultimately responsible for everything that happens. It's a, it's a collective failure or a success, depending on, you know, it's like the same with, with, uh, with withdrawal from Afghanistan where, yeah, where he was, I mean, he didn't start it. He was just finishing it. Yeah. And, Trump started it. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, no, Bush started it because Bush. Oh yeah. <laughs> they Bush. went with the withdrawal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it was that's a stupid true. thing and it was going to suck no matter how we did it. Yeah, I, yeah, no, the, Trump did initiate the withdrawal, actually, and Biden was just, you know, finishing what other people started. 
And to blame him for that is just completely nonsense. Because and then, then Trump went on the news and like criticized how he did it. I'm like, bro, he is following your plan. Yeah. Yeah, just leave in the middle of the night. <laughs> it's a great plan. But yeah, so I think we're nearing the end. And I am all I'm all out of politics. So I don't know if you got a couple points oh, you man, want to hit I'm, on. I'm, I'm never out of politics. I'm just <laughs> perpetually angry. No, but use use that anger for good, like with the force. And uh <laughs> yeah, I'll just become a Sith. It's fine. Well, no, don't become a Sith, become a Jedi. Like uh you got you gotta use the force for good. What what is it? Um get into a little Star Wars lore before they butchered it, before Disney butchered it. I think there were dark Jedi's who were still good, mm-hmm. but were willing to use their anger as a source for their powers, but they weren't evil like the Sith. But I think it was considered like a super slippery slope thing, like you could you could go Sith really easy. I didn't know that. I didn't know Disney butchered it. But honestly, I, we're going to end on a happy note because because uh, I don't want to end on an angry note. So I watched the first six Star Wars movies and the seventh one was the new one by Disney, I believe. The, yes. The Force Awakens or something. Yes. Yeah. And I thought it was terrible. It felt like it was a rehash of all the previous Disney movies or all the pre- previous Star Wars movies. So it was super boring. And I was like, wow. Yeah, I haven't watched any Star Wars movies since. And I think that was like eight years ago. But I also want to say something positive about Biden before we leave. All right, shoot. So when he like puts on those big uh, sunglasses Uh and he like starts calling people Jack and saying malarkey, I think that's fun. Oh, yeah, that is fun. Yeah, that's that's the nice thing I have to say. (laughs) And 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 maybe your mom said this to you too, but my mom always said to me, if you if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say anything at all. And uh, yeah, that's how we're gonna end is is being civil. Sure. Yeah. So thanks Holding everyone. Holding my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's all you can do. So thanks everyone for listening and uh, stay safe. And we'll be back uh, yep. in a couple of weeks. We'll be back. Bye everyone. <laughs> Bye.